coming to your randos! <laughs> it's gonna be hard to use fudgicles when Geralt's, like, main thing is uck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Phantom at Random podcast. I'm Matt at Random. I'm Brian at Random. And once again, we are back talking all fandoms at random. And we've got another random review episode, Brian. This is full-on fandom right now. <laughs> <laughs> the raging fandom. The raging fandoms. So, I mean, we're going to get right into it. We have so much content to cover today. We've Holy got the news crap, at yeah. random. We mentioned before, we've got a random review. So, I mean, let's get right into it. Let's, yes. talk, let's talk some news, Brian. Okay. So much news. I'll tell you, it's the greatest news ever, and we have so many newses. So many newses. Newsies. So right off the bat, I mean, do you want to talk about this one? Dude, yeah, I didn't even know. I had no idea this was happening, but the Bioshock collection for Switch, I can't wait. The SKU was accidentally leaked, apparently. Um, No announcement. but Multiple sources have confirmed that this is legit, that this is happening. Which has happened before the SKU gets leaked on Amazon or Walmart or something. It's always Target, man. Yeah. Target's always the one effing these things up. We have an inside man. He's like, I'm going to help the fandom at random guys out. Yeah, it must be 4chan. The hacker 4chan is back at it again. The gaming. So the Bioshock collection, supposedly it's going to be Bioshock 1, 2, and 3. Bioshock Infinite. Yep. Coming to the Nintendo Switch, oh, I which would be so get on board with yeah, that. which would be absolutely great, fantastic, unbelievable games. Not so much Bioshock Two, but yeah. Bioshock One to this day holds a test of time. Yeah, and Infinite was. I'm, um, was I loved insane. Infinite too. Yeah, it yeah was Infinite, Infinite was good. great. Yep. There's always a lighthouse, Brian. <laughs> always. There's it, always a man. There's always a lighthouse. You want to know about a multi? Actually, never mind. No, don't spoil it. it don't spoil you. it. <laughs> So that's that's exciting. In all likelihood, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct in February. There usually is. Yep. I could see this being shadow dropped. Definitely. Like they announce it, boom, hop on the eShop. It's their day one. Yep. And I just have to say, Bioware, please bring us the Mass Effect trilogy on Switch as well. Yeah. Um, I haven't played it, but I so would be if it mass comes on Switch. Yeah. I'd be up for it. I'd be mass erect if that comes out <laughs> with Commander Shepard. Yes. <laughs> Uh, let's keep it with video game news. Square yeah, well, Enix, and you're going to kind of see a trend here. Lots of um, video game news, yeah. <laughs> uh, delays, man. Mm-hmm. Video game delays, and you and I talked about this. The like age we, of delays. It's funny, because we were, we were saying there, there's going to be some delays, because yeah. with the launch schedules in February, March, and April especially, insane. There's so much coming so out, So many dude. huge games coming out, and it's like they just, there was no way it was all going to happen. Yeah, no. So right off the bat, two Square Enix titles, uh, Marvel's Avengers has been delayed from May 15th out to September 4th. That doesn't hurt too much. (laughs) That's not too bad. That's not, you know, some people are hyped for it, but the one that really hurts, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which this is my personal most hyped game of the year. It's been delayed from March 3rd to April 10th, which again, it's only about a month. Yeah, not too bad. It's not too bad. Which brought it into cyberpunk territory. Correct, yeah. but not anymore. <laughs> yeah, because but not anymore. Cyberpunk, so CD Projekt Red, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. but Cyberpunk 2077, they've been delayed uh, from April of this year all the way out to September. Yeah, that's a Th- big delay. And this is almost across the board. If you Google most anticipated video game 2020, yeah. Cyber- Cyberpunk 2077 and Final Fantasy VII Remake 
top everybody's list. I'm almost like, you know, I don't think CG, CD Projekt Red would do it, but it's almost like they saw Final Fantasy got kicked into their timeline and they didn't want to compete. So they moved up their timeline, figured they ironed well, out a few bugs. I, ironically, that is, at it, you know, from what I've heard from like execs people in the industry, they're saying that the reason Square Enix moved Marvel's Avengers, they didn't want it to compete with Cyberpunk. Oh. You got an inside man, huh? Uh, a couple I, inside men? Uh, or are you inside men? <laughs> top top <laughs> men, bro. Top execs gave you this information? No, top that men. I could believe because, come on now, the, the the Avengers came up, the trailer was showed, and people, it was, eh, half were about it, half of the people weren't. So I can see I them- I wasn't super impressed. Yeah, not wanting to compete against a game like that, you know, but CD Projekt Red with Cyberpunk, they're going to be a huge game no matter what. So I'm sure, like I said, they took the opportunity to iron out a few bugs while also not competing with Final Fantasy. Well, speaking of games that aren't being delayed and a game that came out today, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Oh, I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you did <laughs> Oh, wait, that's A little sarcasm fire, right? there from Brian. But I'm telling you, man, check out check out the trailers. Check out everything. It looks badass. Yeah? It looks badass. Is it, it starts, a fighting game? Uh it's it's actually an open world RPG fighting game. Oh. So okay. you can you can fly around. There's all like mini quests that you go on. Go and Super Saiyan. You can go Super Saiyan. Sweet. And it looks it looks cool, man. It looks really cool. I'm a sucker for Dragon Ball. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll have to check this game out for sure. Yep. And last bit of video game news. Uh <laughs> mm. I lo I love this kind of like I'll get into this a little bit more. <laughs> with uh, I, There's actually one thing I didn't write on here that I found amazing, but the fifth DLC fighter was announced for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. This is Drum roll, please. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? It was Byleth from Fire Emblem Three oh, Houses. Byleth. Him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or her. Dude, this is like an ultimate nerdgasm for you. Yeah. Smash I, well, Bros. and Fire Emblem? You know, like, I, come on now. I, I was. I was excited, but at the same time, it's like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate already has so many Fire Emblem characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, they didn't need another one, and I'm excited by let this in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he... He or her, depending on which avatar you choose, they both they looks like they have a cool move set. But at the end of the day, other people were clamoring. A big one was Cuphead, and yeah. this is this is what I was alluding to. Why they kind of trolled us a little bit, you know, Sakurai, you son of a. <laughs> yeah. So we actually they 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 showed us images of Cuphead all of a sudden doing shit, oh, and people were like, "Oh man, what a Cuphead's dick. in too!" <laughs> and it's not. They ended up. Um, it's a skin for the me fighter. Oh. For I believe it's the gunner fighter, so it's not really Cuphead, which is kind of a bummer. Those goddamn trolls! Yeah, so that's kind of pretty much right there, saying Cuphead and Mugman won't be in the game, yeah. which sucks. But what can you do? There's still a bunch more fighters that DLC down the road, so yep. they'll kill. They'll keep milking that. All right, let's get out of video game news and talk the Oscars. Oscars, Oscar and nominees. We mentioned it last week uh, with the the Golden Globes. Uh, it's generally a precursor to the Oscars, and yeah. in this case, it definitely was. I mean, yeah. we had seventeen films receive multiple nominations, not the least of which, Joker. It received the most Oscar nominations of any film for the Oscars in twenty twenty with Damn. eleven. That is a comic book based right? movie. That's not leading surprising, the Oscars, but also surprising. You know what I mean? You know, I I I figured it was going to get a decent amount of nominations. I didn't think it would lead. Yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, as good as it was, and with <clears throat> Jo Queen Phoenix being the lead, 
and how well he played the part. I knew it would be up there, but whew, a DC comic movie doing that well. Yeah, and some other big ones, you know, The Irishman, uh, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They each received 10 nominations. And then you had a couple other people in there. There was yep. uh, Jojo Rabbit, again, Taka Watiti's film about him being Hitler as an imaginary friend, which looked absolutely amazing. <laughs> Marriage story. This was weird. I made it through half of it. I got to finish it, but it's got Kylo Ren and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Um, Pretty much going through a divorce. Quirky, yeah, like going through a divorce while also remaining friendly. It was weird. I don't know. And then Parasite. Dude, I have to watch this. Apparently, this is like one of the best horror movies ever made. Yeah, I've heard it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, horror comedy. I don't even know. I guess it's just like turns the genre on its head, you know? Yeah, so I'm I'm excited. I'm curious to see what Joker actually ends up doing, but it's kind of setting a precedent now for those genres. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great Joker laugh, man. Oh, God. It, it just came out of me. I couldn't hold it in, you know? Here's my card. It tells you about my disease. <laughs> uh, great, fl great flick. Go yeah. check it out. It, it actually hits, I think, digital streaming. Is it already? I think it already is, yeah. All right. It's already out. It yeah, check it out. Is, yeah. Good flick. So, yeah. I'm excited for the Oscars. See what happens. But speaking of movies in general, yep. we got a bunch of movie trailers that came out. New Jared Leto one. Joker 2. <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually plays a vampire that uh, has damage tattooed on his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> unlike Joker, he actually looks like he might do very well in this one. Yeah, so I'm kind of feeling it. We're talking about Morbius. Yes. M-O-R-B-I-U-S. Morbius, you, the living vampire. And if you don't know who he is, don't be surprised because he's like a fucking D-list, sorry, fudgical D-list <laughs> uh, comic book character. <laughs> so he's not, though. He's really not. Michael no, Morbius. To comic fans, he's not. But, but it, yeah, to people you know. outside of comics, you know, they may say, what the hell is Morbius? So Michael Morbius, uh, a.k.a. he's known as the living vampire. He's an antihero, really more so in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. And that's kind of where they're casting him right now. I mean, we've seen in the trailer, again, spoilers if you haven't already seen it, but Michael Keaton, who plays the Vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming, he's in this trailer as the Vulture. Well, okay. So here's the thing, right? I don't think anyone's confirmed yet that he is the vulture in that He's preview. in his prison. He's in the same prison. Guard. Yeah, but also a little nod to a little movie called Night Shift from like 1989, I think. Michael Keaton plays a, a morgue dude and his whole thing is, what's up, doc? You know, so it was like a little nod to his movie way back in the 80s, which was a terrible movie, by the way. But um, so that was a cool little thing. But fun fandom fact of the day. Yeah, it looks like Vulture is gonna make an appearance. Yeah. So you know? will we see Tom Holland Spider Man cameo in this? Will we see Tom Hardy's Venom? Yeah. But at the same time, they got a poster in the background with Murderer written over it, and it's Sam Raimi's Spider Man. Sony was like, dude, I'm confusing the shit out of all of you guys today, you know? <laughs> unless they go Spider-Verse, unless they're going Multiverse. And that's what everyone's wondering. Like, they watched this trailer. We got Michael Keaton, maybe Vulture, uh, well, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, Maguire. The know? one I'm convinced that we will see in this is the yep. new Blade. Absolutely. Morbius created Blade, turned him yeah, into so a daywalker. Yeah, Mahershala Ali, he is the new Blade. Sorry, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I'm convinced, you know, with him being essentially a vampire absolutely we're gonna see blade this, this is gonna moments. open up the blade universe for sure i'd have to think yeah so tell me about this trailer brian tenet okay 
yeah. So <laughs> it's a Christopher Nolan film. He's got big a budget, huge budget on, and he's got the creative freedom to do what he wants. Um, he's earned that, though. I, mean. I don't know if I can really explain well what it's about. I know it has time travel, real life, like real time time travel in it. Um, and basically, it starts off with this guy getting tortured by russians bad guys whatever you know i don't know they're like give us give us who you work for who do you work for blah 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 and they threatening to shove a cyanide pill or something in his mouth well the guy's like well sorry not giving you anything so they what seems like they kill him they shove a cyanide pill in his mouth he dies and then he wakes up to some suit saying you passed the test <laughs> you know yeah and um it's welcome got, to tenet welcome to tenet it's got robert pattinson in it i mean it looks insane it looks like it's going to be crazy but just like interstellar i mean you really don't know what it's about until you see it you know what i mean it yeah. looks like he's some kind of special ops the basic plot they're trying to stop world war three yeah and apparently apparently they they are privy to or they have information on the future which isn't surprising considering there is active time travel mm -hmm. in this it's almost Check like the trailer inception. Out. it, it looks is like it, inception you know yeah which was also a terrific flick yeah it looks like they're almost traveling through time that's rewinding because yes. you see these parts that are happening backwards while they're also moving through them it's crazy just watch the trailer i guarantee you'd be on board for it yeah it also reminded me uh a little bit of mistborn how you get like you know people creating time bubbles yeah yep definitely uh, in the second era of mistborn right so. Yeah, yeah. Good call, good call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of, let's move away from movies. Let's talk TV for a minute. Game of Thrones. Um, the initial spinoff that was supposed to come out either this year or next year was completely canned. Yep. Instead, they're going to lead with House of the Dragon, which is supposedly a prequel. Because at this point, you have to go prequel because you <laughs> yeah. effed everything up in season <laughs> right. eight. Uh, so they're going to go prequel, follow the, the rise of the Targaryens. It's going to arrive to HBO in 2022. Hmm. I mean, I, hmm. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. But they I'm, need, I, I think it was smart of them to kind of give people a couple years away from it. Definitely. To, to kind of say, okay, like, ugh, they got this going. Get the bad taste them. out of their mouths. My expectations are like, under the table right now they're so low so i guess there's very they don't have to put a lot of effort in to <laughs> do better than my expectation you know and lastly bit of again sad news with this year man a lot of a lot of prominent celebrities and other people are dying which yep. really sucks but yeah. uh christopher tolkien the son of J the late jr Tol uh, tolkien has passed away at the age of 95 wow and i mean obviously jr tolkien the creator of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, one of the most beloved fantasy writers mm -hmm. of all time. And we wouldn't have a lot of that without his son, Christopher Tolkien. No. I mean, he went through his father's notes. He helped assemble and create what became the Silmarillion, which was essentially a almost a lore Bible yeah. of the Lord of the Rings universe. And yeah, I mean, it's a big loss. But then again, he lived to the age of 95. So that's a, that's a long life. So yep. At this point, you know, go go to the Shire and meet up with your dad and right. smoke some of that that young <laughs> the uh the, the what do they call them the the the, the, the halfling's leaf halfling's leaf <laughs> something like that the yeah halfling's leaf basically has fantasy your mind. fantasy weed it's fantasy weed <laughs> um yeah I want man some Gandalf fantasy weed come on <laughs> hook me up hook it up 
But with that being said, that covers the news at random. And I mean, you know what time it is, Brian? Yeah. It's time for a random review. Random review. It's random review. Random, random, random review. Random, random, random review. On Netflix's season one of The Witcher. Hello, Roach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Roach. Oh, damn it, Roach. Toss a coin to your Witcher. Oh, Valley of Plenty. Oh, Valley of Plenty. Oh, So welcome into the. Song. <laughs> it gets stuck in your head, man. Yeah, you can't does. get it out, no yep. matter how much you try. Welcome to our Witcher review, and we are going to do the prototypical kind of jump through the the eight episodes, spend maybe a minute or two on each. Yeah, highlighting some of the you know the highs, the lows, going through the story. But before we do, we kind of have a pre-episode synopsis discussion. We do want to talk about a couple things. Yes. And right off the bat, it's funny, we mentioned Game of Thrones up in the, the news at random, but the comparisons to Game of Shones, Game of Thrones and the show. Game of Shones. Game of Shows, thank you. Game of Scones, actually. Game of Scones. So Game of Thrones, the comparisons to this show, they were inevitable. It was going to happen. It was, yeah. Because everybody out there that was into Game of Thrones, they were looking for another high fantasy show after the debacle that was Game of Thrones Season 8's conclusion. Whichever show came up next and somewhat fit that mold it was going to be latched onto you've seen it multiple interviews everyone's like you know how does it feel to be the next game of thrones yeah. or you know did you or, what are your expectations so it what do you think about this comparison honestly first of all i think a debate can be made whether game of thrones is high fantasy or just like Regular fantasy. Um, I've seen debates like that all over the internet right now. I would say early Game uh, under, of Thrones is regular, but by the end, it's under, high fantasy. There's dragons, there's magic. Yeah, under the definition, they can be. They created their own world. There's a little bit of fantasy in it, but the creator himself of this TV series was like, don't compare the two guys because that's not what we want, <laughs> you know? And I also. Yeah, she think, did a great job. I also think while they're in the same genre, The Witcher just is has a level of fantasy that game of thrones never reached and it's a completely different not a completely different field but definitely a different show yeah it's much can't really compare it's much more high fantasy focused it's not politics focused either like the whole thing with game of thrones is politics chess uh and that's not to say there there are a lot of politics going on in the show but it's not the focus there is but it's yeah it's not the the focus is witcher uh, Geralt of Rivia and his adventures with monster hunting and he just somehow dips his head in all this bullshit going around uh, Tamari or whatever the land is called. You yeah know? so and again you know most of Brian and I's experience with The Witcher comes from this Netflix adaption season one we haven't read any of the source material books. I read the first book almost finished it but didn't oh you read the last completely. wish yes okay cool yeah I take it back I did not know that and the first episode and the second one do kind of stick to the book really yes. closely yeah. yeah and I know they so they were written by Andre Sapkowski I apologize if I mispronounced that name but I think it's right yeah yeah Sapkowski so I heard they're very good Nicole just started the last wish my yep. wife she says it's very good and I mean, high fantasies are jams, so I'm going to check it out. And I put a quick note in here, Barnes & Noble story. So yeah. roughly a week ago, I walked into the, the Nashua Barnes & Noble, 
and I went up to like the little I, I, I went into their fantasy section and there was nothing by Sapkowski at all. <laughs> yeah. There was not there was no Witcher books, no anything. So I'm like, huh. So I went over and then I saw like an as seen on Netflix. They had a whole table. Mm-hmm. No Witcher books. I'm like, what what is going on? How do they not have these? So I go up and I find one of the Barnes and Noble people. I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm looking for um anything by Sapkowski, you know, in the Witcher series. And the guy chuckled. He's like, Yeah, he's like, dude. Good luck. <laughs> He's like, noob. You're yeah. a little late to the party. Guy. Yeah. He, <laughs> he told me that sales of that book, you can go on Amazon, every single Barnes and Noble store, the books are sold out everywhere. Absolutely. They cannot, they can't even print them quick enough. I'm not surprised because even people who are huge fans of the game um, were having trouble following this season because they stick so closely to the books. Yeah. So you got nerds abound that are looking to catch up on the source material. And, um, yeah, so that doesn't surprise me at all, you know? Yeah, and speaking of the game world of Geralt, um, you know, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, that's kind of the other place that you and I have a little bit of experience. Yes. I didn't play this as much as I wanted to. Me it was neither. fantastic. Yep. Again, developed by CD Projekt Red, who has um, Cyberpunk 2077 yep. coming out now later this year, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But it was a great game, rich in content and lore, all pulled from the books. And goddamn it, Netflix... We want a Gwent-centric <laughs> yeah. episode next well, season. Fun fact: Gwent is not in the books. Actually, it's not. I think right. there is one moment out of all the books that a dwarf plays it, and I don't even think it's called Gwent. So, so, and if you're listening and you haven't played the games, you've only seen the show. What Gwent is? It's think of like a Magic: The Gathering yeah. or a, a a collectible card game. That they play in the Witcher world, like they, you know, Geralt all the time. He'll go into taverns. He plays Gwent, mm -hmm. and it's a way to, you know, you can make bets. And this you, and that. Uh, yeah, you basically go to war with cards, um, and it's like magic, like Ed said. So, if you're listening to this, you probably have once upon a time sat in your mom's basement and played a card game like that before. So just think of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you know, talking of gaming, we'll kind of segue into. Let's talk about Henry Henry Cavill before we get into this. His performance. Oh, Superman. His, his, <laughs> his Superman. Superman. So his absolute determination to become Geralt of Rivia. Yes. I mean, the man, he's a huge PC gamer, and he was a giant fan of both Sapkowski's Witcher books. Like, God, dude, and you got a the Witcher jaw games. cut out of stone. And a body cut out of stone. Why do you have to be so cool as to be like a PC gamer and a nerd too? Like I you love can't it, have both. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so I there was that interview with him, and someone was like, "Oh, so you you play the the, the Witcher Three Wild Hunt? You play on Xbox or PS4?" And he looks at me like the disgusted face. He goes, "PC." <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, "Jesus, peasant." Yeah, <laughs> you're talking to the master race here. So. You know, and he's he's mainly played uh, Witcher Three Wild Hunt. He also, quick funny story, he missed a cast. He almost missed a casting call to be Superman years ago because he was too busy raiding in World of Warcraft. <laughs> well, you should have finished that raid, buddy, because look where you're at now on the Superman front. <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> nah, he made his money though. He did make his money. He made a name for and himself. And honestly, too. in Man of Steel, he was he was yeah, amazing he was awesome. as Superman. But after that, oof, Martha, Martha. <laughs> and I thought, man, Kit Cavill just. He fell into this role. He nailed it. He Seriously. became Geralt. I think the best Sep part of the show was how good he did with Geralt. Yeah, and Sapkowski flat out came out and said that, you know, he is, when you think of Geralt, 
think of Henry Cavill's rendition on yeah, Netflix. So definitely that that the author himself came out and gave him. Mm. You know, he is the definitive Geralt. Right. That's a pretty big nod. I was missing the cat eyes though. They gave him amber eyes, but they didn't yeah instead actually of the black the cat, eyes, the cat eyes. You know. Um, so that, you know, little detail, but it would have been cool. But you mentioned this a little bit too, and I made, before we get into the episodes real quick, but the multiple timelines in this show, they were definitely confusing. Yeah. I mean, you and I both are like, my, my and your, our memories are pretty ironclad when it comes to like, you know, content we've read or watched. Yeah. Even I struggled like multiple times. I was confused throughout the early stages of the show i'm like wait wait what it definitely picks up and gets going but at the same time within like a couple episodes you're seeing characters that have died already and you're like wait is that the same person yeah because they were covered in blood the first time and i'm pretty sure it's the same person but it can't be the same person because she's dead um yeah like uh queen queen spoilers um, by the way i think we've already said it a couple times but we're about to get into some spoilers yeah there's gonna be a lot of spoilers but queen uh queen calanth i believe it's pronounced yep you know you just mentioned we see her die she jumps to her death in an earlier episode Mm -hmm. and then like two or three episodes later Geralt's having like a party with her so yeah you and i'm like what wait what at first you're like okay this is weird and then you see the brother and you're like all right this obviously has to be a different timeline than what we're working with on series end you know but not even the timelines being strewn about but i mean they throw a shit ton of lore they tried to and information a lot like, of shit into this um series like especially right, the first couple episodes <laughs> right out of the gates i mean especially with like for people that had no pre-existing knowledge of the <laughs> yeah. Witcher universe from the books of the games, man, good luck. Right? Because, I mean, it, it, I don't know. It was pretty heavy Dude, right off the even bat. even the books and the games are like, holy hell, you know? It's a lot Watching to take in. eight episode t- or ten episode TV series and getting that much information right up front, it's like, wow. <laughs> so, I mean, luckily by the end of season one, they kind of rectified a lot of that. I mean, especially yeah. when the timelines finally converge with Geralt, Yen, and Siri. Yep. You know, by then, it, it's starting to gel and make more sense. And I mean, this is a testament to Netflix. They had to release a fully interactive map and timeline guide <laughs> for the show to help people figure out what the hell happened and Which when. Which they do with the video game, too. It's like, all right, guys, we're about to throw like 12 sacks of information at your brain so get ready and here's a little uh, map for you <laughs> all right so let's kick off our let's kick off our review here and as always we're going to very quickly go through all eight episodes and just highlight some of the points we like some of yeah. the stuff we didn't like yeah but season one starts out it's called the end's beginning kicks right off with Geralt of rivia henry cavill looking badass he's got the black eyes oh yeah he's you know, all he's, our, he's all liquored up with the um elixirs yeah, and the potions. Yeah, which um, they didn't dive into a lot. I was disappointed with the elixirs, the potions, the stuff that makes... Like, nobody knows why yeah. he has the black eyes or why he looks like a vampire or some shit, you know? Yeah, well, he's a mute, He's a mutant, and I guess part of that process, that the mutations that they put them through, he can also take these potions, and depending on what he's fighting or what situation he's in, yeah. he takes different potions or elixirs that give him an advantage. Exactly. So when I wish they went into that more, When though. you're looking at him in that first scene fighting, um, I forget what it's called. It's like Kikimura. Kikimura, yeah. Um, you're sitting there, and you're like, oh, sweet, he has superpowers, you know? But then they never address it later on. I guess when they, he fights the... Um, 
The Strega? The yeah. He does it with the Strega too. As soon as he realizes what he what it is, we'll exactly. get into that in a little bit. He's yeah. like, oh shit. And mm-hmm. he fumbles for that exact yes, potion. But at first you're like, so how does he do that? Why are his eyes all black? Why does he look like a crazy infested vampire, you know? But it was a great it was a cool action awesome. scene. Yeah, CGI cool way to was kick great. it off. Yep. And then, you know, he walks right into a town. Actually, I think this is pretty important, too. After he kills the monster, he sees a wounded deer that the monster accidentally (laughs) hit. And he looks at him and he's like, guess it's just not your day. (laughs) And that kind of radiates the neutralness of Geralt, you know. Well, he's dying. Might as well make him food, you know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's... He is he's not, not he's cold, by no means, no. But he's just not, he doesn't, they're trained not to have feelings, you know? Yep. And, you know, he enters the town of Blaviken, he runs into Renfrey, find out she was a cursed princess turned bandit, mm-hmm. who's being hunted by the wizard Stregobar. And Stregobor. Th- Stregobor. And this is kind of a thing that goes throughout that they, I forget what they call that night, but they, it's um, all these girls that were born during an eclipse and... All of these wizards came out and said, "All right, all these all these women need to be killed because they're going to become evil. They're yeah, cursed." Yeah, which I believe Siri was one of these girls, correct? Um, well, I think it turns out yes, but we don't know that yet in the TV series. Yeah. So, long story short, you know, this Stragabor guy, he actually, yeah, we do. I think, yeah, he lures mm-hmm. Geralt back, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I know you ran into, I know you ran into uh, Renfrey." I want you to kill her instead. I want to hire you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So then Geralt runs back into Renfrey. They end up... Do they hook up? I they think they allude do. to that, right? Yeah, but not in this episode, no? I think it was because she's... Spoiler alert, she's dead, f- but she's dead by yeah, the end of this episode. This, the first episode was a fight scene? Yeah, So this, and that's why I made a note here. Yes. So he goes back into town. They do hook it, up, by the way. Because he pretty yeah. much warns her and he says, Renfrey, like, let it go. Forget about Stragabor, go well, live your life. And she's like, I can't. The biggest theme between this whole season, one of the biggest themes is the greater evil. What is the greater evil? What do you do to stop the greater evil? Which one do you pick? Uh, what are the consequences of picking one of the greater evils? You know what I mean? So it's either Renfrey starts killing people in town one by one until they give up Stragabor, or the Witcher kills Renfrey, who's literally just a victim of a psychotic fuck psychotic wizard and um which your ha- Geralt has to choose which one he's gonna do and then Renfrey chooses for him <laughs> you know? yeah yeah she's like nope I'm gonna go kill him yeah and he intercepts her and all of her men in town and it's one of the best fights oh my god yeah I've ever seen in a tv show you can tell how heavy that sword which is carrying he trained yeah he, he whips that thing around like it's a paperclip, dude. It's in the sounding and everything. It was just insane. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, kudos to fight scenes were mwah, fantastic. Like, dude, can you imagine having to kill a girl you hooked up with the night before? Like, sorry, last night was great, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, after that, you know, Stregobor takes Renfrey's body and Geralt kind of turns and the townsfolk because, again, he's they call him a mutant. They start throwing stones at him. Yep. And he ends up leaving town. He saves the town, but everyone is just, get out, Geralt. We don't want people like yeah, you which here. Yeah, is, that is the life of a witcher. Yeah. You know, even though he comes and he does all the dirty work that other people can't mm-hmm. or won't do, he's always a pariah. You know, he's always kind of looked down upon. He's like Batman. He's the hero they need, not the hero <laughs> they want. <laughs> and then again, in the end of this episode, we see Nilfgaard... 
um, attacking. I believe it's. I'm trying to think of the name of the town, but in any case, Tamer. It's so, Tamaria or Terra or something like that. Oh, Kahir. Is no wait no no that's the name of the dude. So in any case, we'll find it later. But, but uh, yeah, so they're they're storming the castle of Sintra, and we see Siri finally. Yep, we finally meet Siri. Uh, Sintra is her grandmother, and they're at the gates. Her wizard is holding them off, but it's just a matter of time before they break through and capture everybody. Yeah, so Siri. So commence the. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. So uh, the queen pretty much says, you know, go find Geralt of Rivia. He's your destiny. Mm -hmm. So she runs, and we get to see, she sees the sight of the burning city. She's being chased down, and then she screams. There's a flash of light. Siri, yeah. Yeah. And we realize, oh, shit, like, Siri's got some, like, badass magical yep. powers some or something. Siren powers or something. And you come come to find out, Nilfgaard, the reason they're attacking, it's all to find Siri. Yeah. They're actually there to get her, yeah, but... looking to find her. But she's gone. Mm-hmm. So then, cue episode two. Well, let's not forget the end of that episode, too, because it was freaking badass. Literally, everyone who was at the party in that episode, it, that's how this one ends, right? They all what? poison each other. Oh, yeah, they all they yeah, all just so drink poison and they die. They start handing out poisons to like 120 different people, women, children, soldiers, um, that were all at a party earlier that day. And the episode ends with a freaking mass suicide, it, which I was like, okay. That right, one part was kicking brutal. kicking that shit off. That <laughs> one part was brutal, actually, with the, it was the man, the woman, and either one and or two son. of their children. Yeah. And they didn't have enough poison. They only had two vials. Yeah. So he gave it to his wife and the son. He waited for them to take it and then pretty much die. Yeah. He, and then he literally just took a, like a dagger and just stiff, shoved it yeah, right through his throat. Yeah, dagger right into his neck, yeah. So that was that was pretty brutal. Pretty crazy. But episode two kicks off with the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, right. A.K.A. Yennefer. The Hunchback of Smoking Bodies. <laughs> <laughs> so Yennefer of Vengerberg. And Vengerberg. you can see she's already kind of... Great acting. Yeah, I mean to to yeah. have to wear that and be all contorted every which way with your face and. I was worried about her casting, but she proved me wrong. Unlike a couple other people in this show, Siri included, but uh, she did an amazing job as Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the whole thing with this episode, um, she ends up accidentally creating a portal. Mm -hmm. Um, to go to, I believe it's called Aratuza. Eratuzi, yeah, yeah. It's Eratuza. like the center for magic, basically. Yeah, where yeah. they train them and all that. So she accidentally brings herself there. They realize she's talented. They end up going back, and she ends up getting bought mm -hmm. for, like, pretty much four pennies. More than a pig. Yeah. I mean, uh, less than a pig. Less than a pig. So the guy says, yeah, 40 marks for the pig. And then she's like, what about this beast looking at Yennefer? And he's like, her? 20 marks. <laughs> so the Yennefer's like, the fuck? you know uh, yeah so yeah, she gets paid bought for less than a pig in the barn <laughs> yeah so she gets sent away um and we should mention that she develops a quick friendship with istred mm -hmm. and that's the guy that he's again he's a mage in training and he's the one that initially finds her when she portals there yeah so long story short she goes there starts her training it's not really going all that well yeah you she actually tries to kill herself yes yeah, she does um the first night because you know her father gave her up whatever but uh you really think she's gonna come out of the gate with these strong powers like the underdog story and it's like she comes out with a piddle like, <laughs> you know? yeah 
Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so the whole episode's kind of centered around her becoming what she will become in the future. Yeah, and I believe the teacher, uh, the head mage, I believe her name is Tissia. Yes, and you Tidia. know she, yeah, and she, she's it's her, it's her job to kind of be the bat, like the hard ass, train these women. Long story short, you know, Yennefer continues to train throughout the episode, fails this and that, but I guess through failure breeds power. Yeah, and Tissia can see the latent abilities in Yennefer. She ends up pretty much icing all the other students, mm. turns them into eels in kind they, of a weird scene. They're the energy for Aratuza. Aratuza. Yeah. They um power the building or the property or the land, whatever it is. So yeah, whoever isn't good enough to serve a kingdom gets turned into a, an electric magic eel. <laughs> so then cut to Geralt and he runs into who else? Jaskara the Bard. The Bard. Who's known as Dandelion in the games. Yes. And you know that I like I like the casting on this dude. One I thought the, he was pretty funny. Yeah, one of the uh, better parts of the show was him, <laughs> him and Geralt's relationship. You know. Yeah, yeah, and they he ends up he's like you know what, I need I need something to write about. I need inspiration, so I'm gonna follow you, Geralt. Need inspiration, my good man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is that? Onion? Death? Uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> Onion. Mmm. <laughs> Yeah, and they end up getting caught by some elves. And at this point, I was it, this is kind of different than a lot of other fantasy settings. Usually, elves are seen as kind of benevolent, yeah, and like amazing creatures. They're usually like above humans, exactly. The, In the Witcher universe, they're not. They're the actually pristine, like, yeah, they're actually seen as like almost like scum and minorities, like beneath, yeah, yeah, beneath humanity, yep, exactly. And people look down on elves a lot, and that's kind of what they run into here. And uh, long story short. I think they meet the Elvish king. And they do, just, yes. And he's like debating on whether he should kill them or not. And Geralt's like, you know, do it if you want or mm -hmm. whatever. But but don't call me human. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so they end up letting Geralt go away. And, you know, him and Jaskar live to, live to sing another well, day. Well, let's not forget the best scene. He goes to hunt a devil that's been stealing from the humans. And he meets this goat dude who... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. He tackles him. He's like... Would your mum fuck a goat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then after a second, he gets the drop on Geralt. Yeah. And he's like, would your mum fuck a snowman? Because <laughs> of the white hair. And I was like, whoa, that was out of nowhere. But I laughed anyway. It was Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. good. It's, they yeah. do a good job with the humor. Yeah, definitely. And then at the end, you still have Siri who's running away. And that's pretty much what she does this entire series. She's now, just running and hiding. Was the scene where she cracks the earth in half in the first episode? Yes. All right. I wanted to mention that, too. That just shows how powerful she is. She screams, crack the world in half, or at least a giant, like, 200-yard gap in the world. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So she meets a boy in the woods named Dara, who he guides her to a refugee camp. Unfortunately, that camp gets laid waste by more Nilfgaardians. Mm -hmm. uh, she, so Siri ends up escaping, uh, and then Dara ends up helping her again and back into the forest and that's when she realizes Dara's an elf. Yep. And she's like get the hell away from <laughs> me boy you're so dirty. Oh <laughs> no he's a good dude. He's a good elf. He's a happy <laughs> elf. <laughs> you're an angry elf aren't you? <laughs> he's like, she's like shouldn't she be up in the North Pole with Santa? <laughs> yeah so episode three Betrayer Moon. 
betray me. Yeah, at this point, you get more uh, Yennefer and Istred, like, doing some crazy, freaky, sexy times. Oh, yeah. You ever told me a hunchback can make a scene hot? I'd be like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh <laughs> But, yeah. But, so, yeah. yeah, at this point, they're getting ready for a graduation, and Yennefer is going to get the chance to finally transform her body and mm-hmm. become, quote-unquote, beautiful. But what unfo- is beauty? But unfortunately, Stregobor, who this guy just seems like a dick. Dude, he's such a dick. Like, wizards should be, like, awesome. Yeah, and he's not. He's and just he's, always conniving yeah, and scheming. But not. he gets Yennefer assigned to Nilfgaard. I hate his face. Instead of going to Adern. Because she has yeah, elf elven blood. blood. Yeah. He brings up her elf. She's a quarter elf. Yeah. And, and everyone's like, dude, like if quarter elf makes her look like that and full human makes you look like that, I'm pretty sure quarter elf is better. I agree. You know? So, yeah, she ends up not even going to the graduation because she's so upset. And yeah. then she's like, you know what? Screw this. She undergoes the very painful transformation to be beautiful. Having her uterus removed. Yep. They yep. remove that. Giving up life for you. Ha- so the whole thing around the magic system is you have to, you have to kill give something or up. give something yeah. up in order to get that power. And she had to give up her ability to give life. Yeah. So after this, you know, her transformation occurs, and oh my God, she is gorgeous. Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she she ends up going back to the party, and everyone sees the new her, and she ends up charming the Adern king. Yep. And she guess what? She becomes his advisor. She gets to go where she wants to go. Mm-hmm. And Fringilla, who was supposed to go to Adern, she gets sent to Nilfgaard instead. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, a um, little bit of foreshadowing, because we know what Fringilla does down the line, but Ugh, yeah. Later, yeah. Yeah, probably uh, probably not a good idea. No, <laughs> not at all. That's what you get for tripping on a bitch, you know? Yeah, and then cut back to Geralt. So he's now in the kingdom of Tamaria. He's investigating a monster. And we run into, hey, Triss Marigold. Trissy, which... Big terrible casting. I I agree. Terrible. I, I was not. When I think Tris Marigold, I'm thinking that firecracker redhead. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's a lot about the looks, but it's also about the character too. And the way she presents herself is is very kind of reserved. And this yeah, and that. and that's just not Tris She's Marigold. Supposed to, me. to just be like you said, um, like devious. Not really devious, but like just kind of playful firecracker. You know. So, wasn't wasn't a huge fan of who the cast is, Tris, but in any case... She's a good Geralt, actor, you know. Yeah, yeah, and Geralt's there investigating a string of brutal killings and murders. Yeah. And he f- eventually um, comes to find out that there was an affair between Foltest, who's the king, and his own sister, which created Princess Ada. Yep. And through that affair, the young princess was cursed... And she became a Strega. Yes. One which, of the most badass monsters in the Witcher universe. Yeah. If you, if you, do you say so? Yeah. Myself. And it's it's awesome, too. Like, when he goes there and he realizes that it's a Strega that he's now fighting. Yeah. You can see almost, he almost panics a little bit. <laughs> yeah. he. I think he even mentions at one point in the show, he's like, not many witches accept a job for a Strega. You know? I mean, we saw that the Strega killed a Witcher. Yeah. Earlier in this episode, he, he goes and finds... Out. Yeah, he finds one of his brethren, like, and he, that's when it's like, oh, shit. Like, Heart this, and liver, I think they ate. Yeah. But, this um, thing's legit. Yeah, they are no joke. When you meet one of them, you need to be ready. <laughs> you know? And then, again, you know, he ends up getting that... He, he ends up battling the Strega, Let's takes that, his potion. Got that boom sauce, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks down the boom sauce. Got like, the boom sauce. 
And that I love too when he um he's like swinging the chain, yeah. and he wraps it up. Oh and my god! And then the striker goes and the, blows it apart, and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh fucking! <laughs> the CGI is out of the world, out of this world on that battle, dude. Yeah, and it's funny. We're gonna talk about the CGI after we're done with this because certain things, like I thought the CGI was great here. Yeah. Other parts of the show, not so much. Me, but yep, exactly. I think we know why. We'll mm-hmm. talk about it in a little bit. So at the end, he ends up lifting the cursed on the Strega, which is good. All of a sudden, there's a naked kid laying on the ground, which yeah. is kind of awkward. And yeah. then at the very end of this episode, it cuts back to Siri. She's gone in a dense forest in a trance, and Dara follows. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the <laughs> the law of surprise, Brian. <laughs> law of surprise. So Sonic episode the four. Hedgehog, yeah, boy. <laughs> hey, look better than Sonic did in that first movie trailer. Sure did. <laughs> It's called Of Banquets, Bastards, and Burials. <clears throat> this was a big part in the book. That's how I knew what was going to happen. But this one starts out kind of cool with, again, we're talking time is very loose in this. It actually cuts to uh, Yennefer, and she's in a carriage escorting Queen Callus of yes. Lyria. And she's been there for about three decades, yep. which again shows you right off the bat that Yennefer is not going to age like regular people do, Mm-mm. and neither does Geralt. And we find out there's a third timeline in this show. Yes. Yeah. So now we're kind of all on the same page. It's like, all right, we got three different timelines we're working with here. Um, Now we can move forward with the details. This scene was pretty cool, though. Um, There's an assassin that shows up, an assassin sorcerer. Yeah. And he's got this crazy little... Straight out of Skyrim, dude. Yeah, it's like (laughs) this little demon spider thing. With knives for freaking hands. Yeah, it lays waste to everyone. Yennefer grabs Queen Callus and her baby. Kruger, if you will. <laughs> yeah, you know, creates a portal. They jump through. Within seconds, another portal opens up. The assassin's right there. Yennefer's like, ah, oh, shit, they're tracking us. Yep, they're time jumping. Yeah. So um, Time skipping, sorry. <laughs> so at this point, Yennefer's still trying to create portals, move them through. She ends up leaving the queen behind just to try to save the baby. Yeah, because which... after she jumps like seven times, the queen's like, well, get off your ass and do something yeah. for me, bitch. And she's like, all right, I'll do something for you. I'll yeah. leave you as bait for this spider. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She does end up blowing the spider up at one point, mm-hmm. which is pretty badass. She comes back through and just wrecks the thing. For the baby, yeah. Sa- you know, saves the baby temporarily, but then the baby dies from a thrown dagger. Yep. And you can see it really affects Yennefer when the baby dies. Yeah. She has to bury it. And we kind of find out why a little bit later on. Yes. So then it cuts to a scene with, uh, we see Queen Talent again. Mm-hmm. And at this point, everyone's like, wait, what? Yeah, huh? Why is she, she alive? Dead. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Geralt and Jaskier, the bard. They're at a betrothal feast uh, for the princess Pavetta, which is Queen Callan's daughter. Yeah. Again, future mother of Siri. And then Sonic the Hedgehog shows up <laughs> and he says, yo, I and I think his name is Dooney or Dunny. Dooney. The yeah. urchin of er- Erlenwald. And he wants to take Queen so, Pavetta's hand through the law of surprise. In, his, in the book, he was a werewolf and he couldn't take his helmet off till midnight. Um, but yeah, so... He, they find out he was the one who saved Sintra's husband back in the day, and her husband promised him the Lara surprise, which states that um, a man can is uh, yeah. You get you get something you have, but you do not yet exactly. Know. Yeah, exactly. Which turned out to be the a princess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it baby. ended up being Princess Siri because she was pregnant at the time. Didn't know it. Which you know, Geralt ends up saving. 
Sonic the Hedgehog because they end up fighting. Yeah, because Sentra don't want no Sonic the Hedgehog in her family. And it's cool. After they do that, and then Kalanth recognizes the marriage, Dunny, or Dooney, however you want to pronounce it, mm-hmm. he, the curse is lifted, and he becomes human again. They, Him and Pivetta embrace, and he says, how can I repay you? Geralt jokingly invokes the law <laughs> of surprise. Yeah. Saying, you know, something, you know, you have, but do not, not yet, not yet now, know. This is Pavetta a, immediately vomits. Yeah. And she says, I'm pregnant. This is the he's like, pivotal oh, moment in this show. This is what is setting up to be the main storyline. Yeah. He goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we've, you know, we already know what's coming. He's, that's why Siri is his destiny. And we also see Pavetta, you know, Pavetta, when she gets under duress, she also screams and has that huge surge of magical energy. Yes. That blows through the room. Yeah, and it's that's like, that's right. So you have to wonder whether that's, is that Pavetta or is that Siri in within her kind of channeling that magic energy it through is, her? So based on the or book, is it, hereditary? It, would be, it would be Pavetta. Okay. Yeah. Um, based on the book, if they're going to follow the same thing, it was, she had powers too. I believe they call them sources, correct? I believe it. I believe they're called a source. Uh, chaos. A source of chaos. Then? They call it chaos a lot, um, but I think you're right. They do call it sources too. Yeah. So in any case, that all happens. Then it cuts back to present day. So again, try to keep up with the timeline. I know, right? Because <laughs> I, 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 even it threw me off. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Nilfgaardian forces they start resuming their pursuit of Siri, um, and they they have Mousesack as their prisoner. Who again, he was the. Uh, Queen Callan's like lead sorcerer mm-hmm. that protected the family, and then I believe Siri and Dara they're back now again. Siri and that little elf boy, yeah, uh, they're in the forest. And they meet Queen Ethne, and she's like the queen of the dryads. They're like the Amazons of the Witcher universe. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And then you know ends that episode. Yep. Next episode, bottled appetites. So this is all about the gin or the genie. So Geralt and Geralt and Jaskar stumble across a genie. Jaskar being a jackass immediately starts like blurting things out. He ends up getting cursed. <laughs> and he's like, Ooh. Why is it every time you're in my fucking yeah. knife I get fucked? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, long story short, Jaskar gets cursed. Geralt needs to go find someone to heal him. Um he ends up finding he ends up finding, you know, regular medicine, but someone's like, you know, it's beyond my ability. Yeah. You need to, I know of a sorceress you can go seek the black, out. I think they call her, call it the black one. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Geralt's like, all right. And he's just mm. lugging, he's lugging Jask here yeah, with Meanwhile, him. he's got like the, a lump the size of a fucking softball in his Oh throat. yeah. He's like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. The whole time he's just going, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like, toss a coin you to know, your witcher. <laughs> He's like, "This is me for a great story." <laughs> so, at this point, he needs magic healing. At this basically. point, Geralt walks in and stumbles across a very weird orgy. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was like the Pornhub of the 18th century. Yeah, all these Same people just kind of slow mo <laughs> orgy. He walks through and he comes up to Yennefer of Angerberg, and she kind of does a little like. Yeah, like a snap. Everybody stops, looks around, like, "What the Holy hell are we doing?" Shit. Martha, is that <laughs> you? <laughs> Why is your finger in my ass? 
Oh god, it w- it was an awesome scene. Like the spell's broken. Take it out. Take, take it, it out. out. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so everyone scatters, and Geralt and Yennefer have a great talk about so Yen- yelling him. You know, yeah, and Yennefer. You know, you see the already that kind of sexual tension between Yennefer and Geralt, and um, you know, she's like, "You have to agree to do something," and Geralt's like, "Whatever." They end up like bathing together, but nothing happens. Yeah, because so, you need a bath scene in The Witcher. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Yennefer actually does cure Jaskier, and her whole her whole plan is to use him to capture the djinn, because two because two wishes have been made so far, yes. and Yennefer believes that. Dandy, I'm gonna call him Dandelion because he is Dandelion. He, they believe, she believes he has the third wish, which we do find out he does not. Yeah. So Jaskier and ended up the Bard. He he never had any of the wishes. No. It was Geralt the whole time. Yeah. And unfortunately, by the time she realizes this, it's too late because she's already trying to trap and channel this gin. Yeah. All naked, like now nah, I want the. How are you? <laughs> and, you know, come to find out, she's doing all of this because, again, she can't have a child because her fertility was taken away for her beauty. Which, this is one of the only things that really bothered me, man. <clears throat> it's like, dude, you know what you were giving up. You didn't give two flying shits that you were giving yeah, up but keep your in, uterus, you know? But keep in mind, at this point, decades have passed. And yeah, I know. And it's like... You know, in, in the moment... In the moment, she just wanted power. I she think was shit on her whole life. I was going to say. I think she realized after the, you know, after decades upon decades of contemplation and like looking at what she actually wanted and valued in the yeah. world, then she said, oh shit, you know, I want a child. And that was taken away from me. And I don't think it's the child part that's important because the as fact, we know, the scene the comes choice. up. It's the choice that was taken yeah, away. Yeah. Um, the scene comes up. Geralt finds out what she's doing. He runs up into the room and he's like, "Why are you doing this, Yennefer?" And she's like, "He's like, what do you want?" And she's like, "Everything!" <laughs> <laughs> slaps him up against the wall, which kind of shows like it's just the fact that the choice was taken away from her. She wants a baby because they told her she couldn't have a baby. Yeah. So know? at this point, Geralt realizes that she's not going to stop until she dies, and he uses his final wish. And the wish is not revealed. No. So what it's do we think quietly. the wish is at this point? They they allude to it in the books, mm-hmm. but they have never definitively said what the wish is. But and well, I mean, they kind of confirm it in later the, on in the show. They somewhat so pretty much what everyone the the most educated assumption is the fact that Geralt came out and said Geralt, knowing that he was the master of the Jinn, a Jinn cannot kill its master. Yeah. And Geralt wished that his and Yennefer's fates would forever be intertwined. Yeah, I imagine a plan. And by on doing that, he sa- it. yeah, by doing that, he saved her, saving Yennefer while also you know, but also, but also locking them in to forever be yeah, you know, fated to be. He got pretty taste, much together. He got a taste of that Yenny, and he didn't. <laughs> he didn't want to let go. You know, <laughs> so. So yeah, she the gin leaves. The, it, you know they're now leaves. safe, and then Geralt and Yennefer they they do the dirty man. They get down and dirty right in the daylight in the living room, like knocking over coffee tables and oh, shit. Yeah. Dandelion walks over. He's like, "Hello." Yeah, and Yennefer <laughs> finally does ask, "Hey, what was that? What was that third wish?" And he's like, "Oh, nothing." 
Yeah, no, 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 no. I didn't, what? Well, third wish? Third wish? Uh, I think that's my Uber. Got to go. And he does. He ends up bailing. <laughs> He's just like, see ya. He ends up bailing. You know, that post not clarity. He's like, oh, I got to <laughs> I gotta get out of here. You ever heard of Kyle? Roach. <laughs> Roach. Roach. <laughs> that would have been the perfect moment for Roach to be on a roof, like just <laughs> hanging out. I love that meme, dude. It's so good. Right? So at the end of this... Um, we run into Kahir, who is the, he's pretty much the general of the, of, um, oh my God, there, uh, Nilfgaard. Nilfgaard, yeah. He's, he's the general of the Nilfgaard army. He's the one trying to find Siri. So he ends up hiring a Doppler, so a doppelganger. And man, I, I laughed out loud. I actually rewound it because I was laughing so hard at this scene because it was so perfect. Dude, I got major like Buffalo Bill vibes from Silence of the Lambs with the Doppler. <laughs> yeah. Because yep. he's literally dancing naked in front of the mirror going, he's like, you know, he's like, would you fuck me? Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me hard. It puts the lotion yeah. in the basket. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, that had to have been, it had to have been an absolutely a like It was too perfect. It was cool that they referred to themselves as they and like they consider themselves like open to yeah, whoever so, they become you know so he kahir convinces this doppler to take the identity of mouse sack by copying his form and memories and then he kills mouse sack i'm just gonna call this guy nutsack from now on <laughs> like so to kill nutsack so yeah and he says all right you know you need to go out and now find siri and bring her back because siri would trust nutsack yeah because nuts. he was he was the he was their house you know sorcerer for forever yeah you could say nutsack was the weight of the family you know <laughs> so um he and, you know he then arrives in that enchanted forest and he says siri and dara please leave with me they do because they're dumb yeah uh, well, episode six not the little elf boy the little elf boy is like bitch if you don't turn around right this and siri's all Oh, it's okay. I try. It's it's crazy, but yeah. yeah so All right, episode girl, six, you know, called Rare Species. So this whole episode, again, we mentioned Geralt made that wish. He runs into who else? Yennefer again. They're gonna keep running into each other forever because yep. they're fated for one another. So Geralt, Jaskier, and Yennefer, they're all invited. They're all invited to join a dragon hunt by the adventurer Borch and his two bodyguards, Taya and Vea. Who Jaskier very much likes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the long and the short of this episode is they want to, they're going on a dragon hunt, and this guy Borch, he's like an old, old adventurer, yeah. and he convinces Geralt. He says, "Hey, you know, this is my last adventure. I need to hire you. I need a Witcher's help to go." And they end up going on this with. There's a bunch of professional monster hunters that go. There's dwarves. There's reavers. Everybody wants the prize. Yeah. So if you go and slay this dragon, you're going to live like a king for the rest of your life. Exactly. So it's, it's attracted everybody. It's a gold dragon. Yeah. So the long and the short of this episode, they're all traveling. They're trying to get to this dragon. Um, at one point, they end up splitting ways. They end up following the dwarves. Again, Yennefer decides to join the party with Geralt, Jaskier, everyone else. And they end up taking a shortcut. The bridge gives way. You see Borch drop. Their entire group ends up dropping, presumably dead. Yeah, well, Borch and his two bodyguards, yeah. So at this point, they're still making their way to the dragon. They've moved on, and Geralt and Yennefer, they kind of reconcile before they reach the dragon's den. They end up hooking up again, and they have that moment, like when they wake up, he's still there, and they, they both pretty much say, you know, I, they, they love each other. Mm -hmm. So they end up getting to the dragon's den, 
And then Borch comes out, and he's like, I'm alive, and I'm also <laughs> yeah. named Vile Trechenmirth, and <laughs> I'm a golden dragon. Yeah, Vilen Trechenmirth. Vilen Trechenmirth. I tried to pronounce it, too. Yeah, thank you. But a golden dragon who can speak uh, apparently telepathically? I guess, and yeah. I don't know. The CGI on the dragons was a bit iffy for me. It was eh. Yeah. So... Especially after seeing the again, I hate to make the comparison because we weren't going to do it, but the Game of Thrones dragons. It would have, it probably would have made like a good remastered Skyrim dragon. Yeah, I, yeah, I could see that. Maybe a little better. Yeah, but the long and the short of it, this guy Borch, he he was a dragon. He was a golden dragon that disguised himself as a human because he wanted to get the Witcher's help to come and protect. There was a green dragon that was up there that gave birth. There's a dragon egg that this guy apparently needs to protect. Yep. This whole storyline was kind of convoluted to me. I don't understand. A little bit, yeah. I don't understand. He's a dragon himself. Why can't he just protect yeah, the dude, egg? just burn or, the or, shit out of it. Or grab the egg and like bring it somewhere safe and protect it yourself. Like you could fly to the top of, I don't know, whatever Mount Everest is in this universe and just chill out, you know? So a fight ensues with, you know, the Reavers. They end up pretty much dicing them all up yep you know the dwarves end up coming up and they end up paying them off so they oh, make it look like shit we missed all the <laughs> yeah. fun then yeah <laughs> <laughs> the dwarves look like they you know they they killed it and so unfortunately this borch dragon dude is like all-knowing and <clears throat> he makes he kind of forces Geralt to reveal to yennefer what his third wish was yeah which not in not so many words he alludes to the fact their fates are bound together and she's at this like, point did you use your third wish for me and he's like he just looks at her and she's like oh you motherfucker <laughs> you know so at this point yennefer is like the only reason they have any feelings for each other is because of magic yeah and it's not real so she gets pissed off ends up bailing and then later in this episode we get to see again mouse sack not sack not exactly. Um, yep. This Dara, the elf, he's growing more and more suspicious. So Siri starts questioning him. He eventually reveals that, hey, I'm a Doppler. They end up fighting back and forth. Siri does end up getting away. And then this whole kind of weird scene where the Doppler takes on the form of Siri. And then he ends up fighting Kahir. Yeah. And it, that, that whole thing was kind of weird. Kind of out of nowhere, out of left field, kind of weird. Yeah. But how it, it happened. The real thing at the end of it, you know, the real Siri gets freed by Dara. They're on the run again. And then Kahir and Frangilla, again, the Nilfgaardians, they plan their next move. Yeah. On to episode seven. We're going to blow through this one pretty quick because yeah. this was more of a precursor to episode eight. So, I mean, at this point, Nilfgaard is getting ready to invade Sintra. So, again, now we're. The timelines are they're all over the place again. Yep, they're all over the place. And now we're seeing Geralt show up to Sintra, invoking his law of surprise. And Queen Calanth, again, she even offers up an imposter for mm -hmm. Ciri yep. because she loves her granddaughter. She does not want to give her up. And she's saying she'll be safe here, which she's not. Yeah, no. <clears throat> Nilfgaard's on the border. Like, yeah. bitch, give her up. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So... You know, Geralt, he's not fooled. He ends up getting in prison there. Yeah. So he's he's stuck. He can't do anything. Then cut back to Yennefer. She goes back to Aratuza with the sorcerer uh, Vilgefortz. <laughs> I think that's how he pronounce it. Vil Vilgefortz? Vilgefortz? Y yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll go with Vilgefortz. That sounds better than the Vigglefortz. Wiggle, uh, Wigglefortz? <laughs> the Jigglefarts. The Jigglefarts. <laughs> so he's, he says he's trying to rally all the mages to oppose Nilfgaard. 
And at this point, you get a stupid political battle back and split forth. down with, the middle through you the know, We're not going to do that. Yeah. We're impartial. And then another people, we have to fight. One's yada, yada. for Nilfgaard. The other one's for Sintra. They split down the middle. You know, war so, ensues. So long story short, Yennefer, you know, Tissia convinces Yennefer to join them to go and fight. To go against Nilfgaard. Yeah. And at this point, the main Nilfgaard army, they, they're actually attacking and invading. And... Uh, over in Sintra. And, you know, Geralt is still locked up. He ends up bashing a guard that walks by. He ends up getting free. Siri ends up escaping. So now we're back to, like, episode one. You're seeing where Siri got to run away. We find out that during episode one, Geralt had, was locked underneath in the prison the whole time everything was happening. So these two timelines have finally come to pass. But know? then we cut to another timeline, which is current day Siri. Yeah. Which she's now trying to escape, um, or after escaping Sintra, all that. She's discovered by some of her old friends from Sintra. They try to, they're like, oh, we could get a big reward for you, princess. Mm -hmm. We only pretended to be your friend. And her powers activate. And all this demonic shit goes up. She's like, see, I don't remember this scene. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. And she, she. like brutally kills everything around yeah, her just goes all evil dead like yeah, talk, talk about the chaos magic but yeah, yeah. She, she she kills everything and this is when you're like man siri's got some bad juju in her oh yeah she's got some voodoo going on down it's there vo- the voodoo that you do <laughs> so episode eight and i thought this was a i thought this was a good finale yeah because finally, at this point, you finally had the timelines converge. You know, Siri, Yennefer, and Geralt, they're all finally... We all know what's on, going on. They know what's yeah. going on. It's the same timeline. And, I mean, the main the main focus of this episode was the Nilfgaards attacking Sodden Hill. Yes. Which was a strategic keep. And then you have Yennefer and all the other mages that decided to fight all at Sodden Hill getting ready to fight the yep. Nilfgaardian forces. So epic battle ensues and while that epic battle is going on you have Geralt making his way through the forest who encounters a merchant he's burying the bodies of dead refugees and he's like alright you need to get out of here because something's coming Yeah. and he fights these like undead zombie ground monsters yep. pretty cool fight I forget ends what up, they're called but yeah they he ends end up, up getting bitten and once again yeah. you get the ah oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ends up falling over so luckily this guy this guy ends up helping him, puts him in his wagon. He's like, I'm going to go get you help. So while all that's happening, the Nilfgaardians attack. And we get a, we get some pretty cool scenes of, you we're seeing a lot of, you know, the mages using magic yeah. to try to slow down the Nilf. You get Triss doing things. Heavy CGI, definitely. <clears throat> yep. You get a lot of powers flying around. You get that bitch, whatever her name is. Frangilla. Frangilla. Yeah, like, so you're seeing you're seeing the so the Nilf the Nilf Guardian mages, like they they fully embrace chaos magic to the mm-hmm. point that you mentioned you have to give up something to gain something. Yes. And they are sacrificing themselves to they, turn into pretty much fireballs. Well she yeah, they literally at least Frangilla has people that she drains the life from in order to use her magic. They're sacrificing like slaves in order to use this magic. You know? Right. It's insane. So you know, this f- epic fight is ensuing, and um, Tis- uh, Tissia, again, she was the the kind of that the head, the, the head, the head, the head yeah. sorceress that oversaw and originally trained Yennefer. She tells Yennefer, she says, you need to go up, 
you know, to the top of the tower and just save your chaos. Yeah. You know, save your magic for the end of this battle. Yep. So all the other mages are fighting. There's casualties going on on both sides massively. And you get you get to... The, I do want to mention that uh, uh, Vilgefortz, that little fight scene with Kahir, that was kind of cool. <clears throat> you know, he's fighting yeah. him back and forth. And yeah. then every time his, like, his sword gets pulled away, he yeah, can just yeah. pull it right back out of the sheath. It was but, I mean, pretty cool. Yeah, it was but like... But I kept, like, questioning, like, if he had, like, magical ability, this and that, like, I would think there was better spells or he, he could do it, it in was a one-on-one. One on one. That's what it felt like. It was like, all right, this was a really cool scene, but also a really cool scene that wouldn't have happened if you were playing by your own rules. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was kind of weird, but... This whole fight goes on, and then eventually the Nilfgaardian, like, they, they don't play by the rules. Their magic and their forces just overwhelm. Yeah. Everyone at this just fort. decimate everything, yeah. And, you know, people start getting effed up, and even towards the end, you know, Yennefer ends up getting uh, stabbed and thrown off the top of the tower. Yeah. Because uh, they ended up using those, like, the little brain control worms. Right, yeah. And taking over their own soldiers. You know, finally, Yennefer goes up and she sees just the chaos everywhere. She sees all of her fellow mages and sorceresses and wizards that she trained with all being killed and decimated by Nilfgaard. So she's just really upset. And then she just sees Tissia come up and Tissia just says, you know, now it's time, you know, you know, release all of your chaos. Release the Kraken. <laughs> you know, all of the... All of the torment, all of the everything you've endured in your life, release all of it right now. Yeah. And you see, I mean, Tissia always kept saying that, you know, Yennefer was arguably one of the most powerful sorceresses, mages, witches, whatever you want to call her, in yeah. the world. Yeah. And we finally get to see it. She just lays waste. Yeah, dude. To almost the entire Nilfgaard army. Not even Baby Yoda could stop this <laughs> fireball of death. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It just, you know, yeah. fire everywhere, annihilates everything, and then she's gone. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. While she's igniting all this, she's also protecting uh, Tissia at the same time. Yeah. She created, like, a little bubble around mm -hmm. her. So she... It was it was pretty cool to see Yennefer finally cut loose because we know how powerful she is. Right, yeah. And then, you know, Geralt, at this point, he's still in a delirious state. He's actually having dreams about his mother, Vicenna. And you end up getting to see. So apparently, his mother Vicenna, I was she a mage um, or of magic ability? Think so. And I and we also saw like a little golden dragon going around. So was that the dude? That's right. Or, or I don't is or that is he part. just seeing that because he's delirious? I don't know. In these memories, the whole thing is the mothers want to give these kids up and they take them and turn them into witches through dirty magic. You know, so I'm but not the, too sure. Yeah, but the long and the short of it, he ha he has that scene and they have that interaction after where he's against a tree and she heals him. Yeah, so she might be alive. And he's like, you know, how could you have done that to? I was a boy. Yeah, you know, and this and that. So I. We're definitely going to get more of that. And next then, season. like, in his delirium, he's, we finally wait for that moment, and he's just like, Mother, did you yeah. really fuck a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was a cool scene. So his mother might be alive. We don't know who she is, why the gold dragon was there. That leaves a lot open for the second season, you know? So, and at this point, you know, Geralt, he's, he's, he's trudging through, and he goes back to the farm that, you know, Siri. 
Siri was actually um, an, a kind woman. Ended up finding her after her demonic bout. Yes. Ended up bringing her back to uh, her homestead, taking care of her. And, you know, Siri at this point bails, goes back into the forest. Geralt comes across the same place, realizes, like, oh, shit, like, she's close. And they finally end up meeting up again. Yep. And, you know, they they kind of all experience a vision at the same time. And, you know, Geralt is searching for Yennefer. He's calling out to her. Siri like, wakes up from the vision. Mm-hmm. She wanders in the forest. And finally, Geralt and her embrace. They finally find one another. Siri looks up to her and says, who is Yennefer? Yeah. And because, that's it. <laughs> because, you know, Siri and Geralt's fate was intertwined after the Law of Surprise. So. And then with the wish, the wish from the djinn. Yeah. You know, Geralt's fate is tied to Yennefer. So all three of them are fated to be together. Yep. And it'll be interesting in going into season it's two. Like that show, I escaped from polygamy or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're all tied together. Their fates are intertwined, so it's really going to be cool. Dude, but what see. about Jaskier? <laughs> that might—he should have wished for Jaskier too. Damn it! I know. Very sad. So, final thoughts on this. I mean. Many of, like, the smaller issues I had with this season one, I honestly do think they're going to be remedied in season two. There's things that can easily be fixed in season two. I don't think they did anything bad enough to make it uh, um, unfixable in the next season, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, now that at the end of this at the end of the season, you got Geralt, Ciri, and Yennefer, all of the timelines, they finally aligned. It's going to make a more linear and easier to follow plot next season. Definitely. In yeah. my opinion. Yep. And the biggest thing is Netflix flat out came out and said they are significantly increasing the budget. Which is going to be good. Yeah. For season two. So we should get better CGI sets and costume design. And I know for a fact, even just reading online, that costume design, it was a sore spot for a lot of people in season one. Yeah. And again, didn't have like a huge problem with it, but I guess a lot of people did. <laughs> yeah. I. I did a little bit. I mean, some of the character, anybody that wasn't a main character, yeah, looked like they were cosplaying at a Ren fair. Yeah, in I guess. my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, and the Nilfgaardian army too, with that the awful like wrinkly black armor. It was weird, like veiny armor. Definitely, it, it looked. I don't know, man. I thought it looked that terrible. one. I did have a problem with. Yeah, but the main the main cast, like you know, Geralt, Yennefer, they all look great. Yeah. So I mean, I'm fine with them spending the majority of the budget on those people, but the. This next season, it's not going to be an issue. Yeah. It's not going no, to be an issue. No. It was hugely successful. They already replaced the costume designer, so. Yeah. And, I mean, my other main gripe was I really wasn't super invested in the series story arc. No, not really. Um, It was mainly the entire season. It was her running and hiding. Yeah. Up until she was brought back with Geralt. And now that she's with Geralt, I mean, I'm hopeful that... You know, her character, and it's going to get a better arc in season two. It's going to. Well, I like the series and the video games better anyway. Um, yeah, this well, that, series just that's a, like, li- a little girl before any of this happened, and it was kind of boring, you know? So, personally, I'm hoping. So, the 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 actress that portrays Siri, she's actually 18. Yeah. But they hard to believe. Yeah, they... they uh, that's what she said. <laughs> so, they they ended up aging her down quite a bit with makeup and how they portrayed her and how she acted yeah i think they were portraying her as like 13 or 14 or 15 or so for a time jump exactly so i'm 
I've got a sneaking suspicion that season two, there's going to be a significant time jump. Yeah. Because you saw in the games, Siri becomes badass. Yeah, definitely. Geralt trains her to essentially become a witcher. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping we get some of that. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, well, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. It's confirmed. So it's definitely coming. But yeah, that's what I would like to see in next season too. What about you? What do you got for final thoughts here? Anything? Honestly, you kind of covered it. Um, the timeline thing was a little weird. I wish the pacing um, was a little better. Other than that, I didn't have too many problems. Um, season two, I think, is really when it's going to get its... It's going to land and take off. You know what I mean? I agree. This set up a lot of shit really quick and put a lot of stuff... Shoved a lot of stuff into people's faces second season's going to clear it up and it's honestly going to hit its run you know yeah i'm i'm 100% of the same opinion that they almost use season 1 as an extended prequel yeah or i shouldn't say prequel but a um almost intro. a pilot yeah a pilot kind of it was of, almost yeah. like a pilot season yeah and i think season 2 is where now they're getting their extended budget the storylines the timelines are all mm-hmm. now finally linear I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, this is going to win. It, when that's going to hit their stride. But that definitely. being said, this is a random review, um, so let's talk about our scores. So Brian, I'll let you kick this off. I got to give it eight and a half coins to your Witcher out of ten. Okay. Yeah, I think they did what they set out to do. They didn't perfect it, but it was great enough to where it kept me watching the whole time. Definitely. Yeah, and I'm going to go with eight coins to your Witcher out of ten. Again, right there with you. I thought it was very good. Um, I think going into season two, if they can, again, tweak a couple of the things that we talked about, yeah, I think it can go from good to great. Definitely. And we know, I mean, Henry Cavill is bringing everything he has to oh, this yeah. role, and yeah, he, he, he freaking killed it, man. They got the cast. They got the writing. Uh, now they just need to organize a little better and uh, set their plan and run with it, and they'll be good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Well, this has been a long episode, man. Yeah. It has. It's been a fun episode. Sure has. Because we got to toss a coin. Talking about the Witcher and stuff, you know. Don't forget to toss a coin. So we'll be back next week. Again, check out fandomatrandom.com for all the ways to find us, follow us. We appreciate it, Randos. Thank you, guys. Adios. Later.